this is the Empowering Health Podcast. If you're a female living with type 1 diabetes and you care about your health, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Andy Balog, and I specialize in helping women just like you navigate all things nutrition, exercise, sleep, and blood sugars so you can feel confident and in control in your body and your life with T1D. Let's go. Hello again. How's it going? Um, I'm really excited about this episode because I get a lot of questions about how I eat. Um, being a nutritionist, it's obviously a very common question I get is, you know, what diet do you follow? How did you get there? Do you do low carb? You know, all of these kinds of questions. And I totally understand, you know, everyone wants to know what works for the other person. So I thought I would throw together the three things that I do, the major things I do to maintain my weight without counting calories. So just to preface this, counting calories is a fantastic tool when you know how to use it properly. And I do teach all of my clients who come through my hybrid coaching program, which is my five-month program that helps you lose weight with type 1 diabetes and helps you understand how to manage blood sugars better that entire program is that five month period. And within that time, I do teach my clients how to accurately track calories, all macronutrients as well, and how this will benefit them in the long term. I also teach them how to then move away from this strategy though, because it is not a realistic or long-term strategy and it is not healthy to do this long-term. The reason being that counting calories is, it does take you away from reality a little bit. You know, generally people aren't going to be standing around in the kitchen waiting for you to weigh your food or, you know, like it's not something you're always going to have access to is to count your calories and be that specific. But what it does is it teaches you, what are you actually eating? How much are you actually eating? What do your serving sizes actually look like as opposed to what you think they look like? How many times a day are you reaching for food and not even realizing it? What is actually in the food that you're eating? Are you aware? Do you know what your profiles are of the things you're eating? Are you mainly eating carbohydrate? Are you getting enough protein? The answer is probably no. You know, are you eating enough fats? And I know that sounds ridiculous because most people are like, oh, no, I think I eat too much fat. But a lot of the time my clients under eat on fat. That is why they have no um, satiety. So they feel hungry all the time. They don't get enough protein. So they feel hungry all the time. They aren't building muscle. It is so important. Same with fiber. Do you eat enough fiber? How would you even know? There is no way to know unless you take a close look at everything you're eating. And that is why counting calories is really, really helpful upfront and counting macronutrients. And that is why I teach it. And that is why I also teach how to come out of that process. So again, now that kind of contradicts what I'm about to tell you, but I no longer need that method. Okay, And that is what I would love for you is to learn those tools, learn how to count all of your calories and macros. And mind you, I forgot to add that it helps you with your carb counting tremendously because you should be able to get to a point where you can eyeball food very well and know what the approximate carb count is going to be. Obviously, you're never going to get it bang on unless you look. Sometimes you might, but it's not going to be something you can do as specifically as if you were to weigh everything, but in the future, you can get to the point where you don't need to be weighing everything just to know the carb count in it. So I'm going to tell you what I now do after, I think I tracked calories and macros for 
I'd say probably two years there, maybe a bit more. Um, and then I came out of that process and something that I quite, quite honestly enjoyed, some people who are listening right now are going to be the kind of people who, you know, you might find it's you that you like being specific. I've worked with clients who absolutely love tracking their calories and find it very therapeutic, knowing exactly what's in there. It's kind of like just their way of doing things, right? But there's going to be a lot of people out there who are listening to this who think, stuff that, I cannot be bothered. I've tried it before. It didn't work for me. But I promise you, if you can just dedicate yourself, it's going to help you so much in the the beginning and then you can move out of it. So the three things I currently do to maintain my weight without counting calories and they are number one, focus on eating enough protein, healthy fats and fiber before anything else. So I, what I do is that when I'm having my meals is I always focus on those areas first. So when I'm thinking, what do I want to make for dinner? For example, I think, what is my protein going to be? Okay. What would go well with that? What do I feel like having that would go well with that? That is going to help me get enough fat and fiber in. Mm, Maybe I will have, let's say, for example, I'm going to give you some examples. Let's say I feel like having um, steak. Okay. So that's going to be my protein. And then what would go well with that? That is going to help me hit my fat and my fiber. Maybe I will have, um, maybe I'll make a salad. So I might make a salad with some spinach, which is going to help me get some fiber in. I might add some carrots in there, extra fiber. Um, and then I'm going to add some avocado, which is going to help with fiber and fats. I might add a tiny little bit of cheese in there, um, some olive oil. And then do I feel like some carbs on top of that? some extra carbs? Sure. Like, do we maybe want some roast potatoes? Do we want some mashed potato? Do we want a bit of pasta, some rice? What is going to go well with that? And that is the order that I would do things in. And then you have your meal and then everything that you need to be taking in is in that meal. And that is how I would organize it in my head. I also make sure that I'm having enough water and that I'm getting hydrated enough throughout the day, um, making sure that I get electrolytes in, sodium, all of these things, um, because that is all to do with how full you feel, how satiated you are, making sure you're hitting all of your nutritional requirements. That is going to obviously help me feel full, um, feel like I've got enough energy, actually help me maintain and build muscle. It's like the fundamentals, right? So that is something that I focus on that is number one. Number two, also very important, is that I always listen to my hunger cues. I don't eat unless I'm hungry, okay? That's a big one. And that includes stopping before I might finish my plate or the serving that I've put out for myself. I may not always know exactly how much I feel like. I might put more on my plate than I want. I might put less on my plate than I want. I might go back for seconds sometimes. I might put some away. It's all about listening to how you feel in that moment. I, I skip meals certain times. Like there is no rules around my eating at all. As in like, I don't have breakfast, lunch and dinner and then I don't have dessert or I don't skip breakfast and then eat. Like I eat when I'm hungry and I stop 
before I'm like stuffed. And that is a very easy way to moderate your eating. Obviously, it takes a lot of awareness and practice. It's not something that I was always able to do. And yes, sure, there are days when I struggle with this more, like especially around special occasions when there's a lot of food around. It's hard to to moderate that because there are so many like novelty foods that you just kind of think, oh, I might want some of that, but you're not even listening to how whether you actually need it, want it, are actually hungry for it kind of thing, right? So it is something to practice, but it has helped tremendously for not only me, but my clients, because it helps you just get back to your norm. Your body starts to send your hunger signals properly. It doesn't make you have cravings all the time. You feel full after you've eaten. And all of this comes by practicing to listen to those hunger cues. And also it means you can't be ignoring them anymore because I know a lot of people, and I definitely did this when I was, um, when you're dieting, it's different. Um, because you do need to be in a deficit to diet and that will cause some increased hunger for a short period of time. But it's not the way that you should be living every single day. You should not be ignoring your hunger signals on a daily basis because it's just going to stuff you over later on when you're trying to make sure that you are listening to those cues. So number three is I move my body every single day. I go for walks every day, but I also try to keep just generally active all throughout the day. I take breaks from my computer a lot um, because I do spend a lot of time on my computer, on my phone. A lot of the time I do um, work while I'm walking around. So I might use my phone, I might put some notes down or record something as a voice memo. Like it really depends on the day, but I make sure that I'm moving. I'm not in the same position for too long. Um, when you might not know this about me, but I actually have a graphic design um, degree and I used to work as a graphic designer um, purely and like a photo editor and things like that. And so when I worked in that kind of job all day, I was at a desk all day, I used to just fit walking in wherever possible throughout the day. I used to walk before work on my lunch breaks and I'd go for a short work, short walk after work. Um, or after dinner before bed each day. Um, I used to also get up regularly from my desk and just walk around the building, like to the toilet, have a drink. Um, you'd be surprised how it all adds up. I think a lot of the time people think that you have to go out for like a dedicated one hour walk every day, but if you can't afford to do that and you just have small snippets of time each day, that is when you should be trying to get it in. Like it even counts when you're going grocery shopping. Like, can you actually go to the grocery store and do your grocery shopping as we used to do without doing like a delivery or a pickup? Like if you can find small slices of time in the day to, to move your body and that could just be walking, that is fantastic. That'll be amazing. And like, same with like when I worked in gyms as a personal trainer or fitness instructor, I was obviously naturally active. So that was easy. But the hard ones are like when you're stuck at a desk job or things like that. Um, if your job is that strict or it doesn't even allow you to like get up and stretch your back out and things like that every few hours or whatever, I think you need to look at getting a new job, quite frankly. <laughs> anyway, I'm not here to give career advice, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's not good for you. Um, so these are the three things I do to maintain my weight without cutting calories. And obviously, I um, I forgot to say, I also lift weights, you know, two to three times a week. That helps keep my metabolism boosted, my muscle mass up, um, helps give me energy, helps um, keep my insulin sensitivity up. So all of these things matter. So I'll just re 
recap them all. So number one was focusing on eating the fundamental nutritional things. So protein, healthy fats, and fiber before anything else. That is always my main focus. Obviously, there's going to be times when I reach for some cake. That's okay, but it's not my 90% of the time. You know, What you need to focus on is always protein, healthy fats, fiber before anything else. Number two is I listen to my hunger cues always. So whether I'm full or whether I'm hungry, I listen to those things and I don't ignore them um, and I don't eat past stuffed. Uh, and if, if I do notice that I am headed towards that way, I try to practice awareness around that. I say, oh, I think I'm eating a bit more than I need to. And then I rein that back in. And it is a game you have to kind of just keep playing at. You know, we live in a world where there's a lot of food around. So you've got to just keep practicing. So number two was listening to hunger cues. And number three is moving my body every day, whether that's just walking around, being generally active or going and lifting weights. So I hope this has helped you give give you some inspiration, maybe to see how simple it really can be. Um, and if you need help with losing weight with type one, if you've gained weight since diagnosis, you just have tried everything and it's just not not working for you and you need the support of someone who understands what it's like to live with type one and also understands the principles that it's required for lose for losing weight please reach out like you don't have to keep suffering with this it really doesn't have to be that hard um i can work with you in my hybrid coaching program and we can um jump on a free goals chat if you want to book a goals chat you can do so via the link in the show notes and that's basically just a free zoom session where we chat about what your goals are whether the hybrid program is going to be the best option for you and whether i can help you otherwise if i can't i'll refer you on to someone else or give you my best advice and um no hard feelings it's not there's no pressure but if it is the right option for you, I would love to work with you in that program and um, yeah, help you get towards losing weight and keeping it off because it does not have to be your focus all the time. I promise it, you can lose weight. You can keep it off. It doesn't have to be your lifetime struggle of trying to lose weight with type 1 diabetes. Um, and yeah, I hope this has helped and I'll catch you in the next episode. See ya. If this podcast has inspired you and you're ready for change, you can apply to work with me by clicking the link in the show notes or go to empoweringhealth.com.au and click apply for coaching. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review and share it with other T1Ds you know so I can continue to help others. You can also find me on Instagram at the T1D Nutritionist and I'll catch you in the next episode.